announcements and take a moment while we're sitting here and I'm getting prepared to tag us on Facebook, let people know what you're doing, where you're at, and maybe somebody can listen to some word tonight that needs to hear it, amen? Amen. We got overcomers tomorrow night at 7 o'clock up in the youth building. Man, I tell you what, what a blessing it's been. This will be our third week and... uh, Really enjoying it, getting a lot out of it myself, and believing the best for those that are coming. You know, it's a faith-based 12-step program, but we also like to look at it as a discipleship program. So just trying to uh, be what we need to be to help somebody out. Amen? Amen. Tony Cook is going to be here Sunday morning. 521, that's May the 21st. Tony Cook will be here sharing, and then he's also going to do the uh, Train Bible College graduation. And that'll be here at 6 p.m. Amen? I think, I believe it's, it's here, isn't it? Or is it up there? Oh, here. It is here. Right here where I'm at. Amen. And then uh, May the 27th at 9 a.m., we're going to have a camp work day. So they'd like for you all to come out and bring your weed eaters, bring your work gloves, put on some work boots, come out and help them get it prettied up and get it safe, get, get it safe for the kids to have camp. Amen? Amen. And they're going to supply some donuts for the ones that get there early. Amen? amen and train christian academy hey shout out to our teachers and staff over there man i tell you what what a blessing they are and uh they're doing sign-ups they're doing enrollments for next year right now so there's a uh deal out in the kiosk if you need to pick one up or you can get with uh well i get up here i just lose names dana miss dana and she can help you out amen amen let's see what else is there something else uganda hey uh the uganda missions we want you still to be praying about what to donate and how to give to that um, be a good opportunity to sow some good seed amen amen so now we get around to my favorite time of the night 
And that's offering time. I appreciate that when you guys do that. Amen. And you know, giving's all about the heart. It's all about the heart. It's all about the fear of the Lord, the reverence of the Lord. It's all about taking what God has to say. You know, the world wants to tell you to get all you can, can all you get, and then bury the can. The, the Lord's, he's like, give, and it shall be given. Amen? It's like a perpetual, it's like a perpetual blessing. You give, he gives. You give, he gives. And those that have a cheerful heart, man, you just, you just keep getting blessed. You get blessed so that you can continue to be a blessing. Amen? So let me, uh, one of my new favorite scriptures is Isaiah 33, 6. And it says, he, and he is the Lord, says he will be the stability of your times, an abundance of salvation, wisdom and knowledge, and the fear of the Lord is his treasure. Amen. When you, when you start getting into the word of God and I wish I wouldn't have been so hard-headed when I was younger. You know, I wish I'd have been more uh, flexible and teachable and more willing to, you know. But I am what I am, and here I am, and God's doing a mighty work. Amen? Amen? So, the fear of the Lord is your treasure. Man, the reverence of the Lord and just knowing and believing and putting faith in what he has to say. You know, the more you get into the word, the more that what's going on around you doesn't really matter. It's the promises of God, the work that he's doing in you and doing on your heart, and what you're contributing to those around you. You become less important, and everybody else becomes more important. And that's how we expand the kingdom, amen? I mean... I believe the coming of the Lord's a short time away. So, you know, all this other stuff we have around us, you know, is it doesn't really matter anymore. It's time to start setting up treasure in heaven. Amen? Amen. So there's, we got several ways to give at Lake Church. We got the uh, envelopes on the seat back, and we still, we still take cash, checks, we have a bucket in the back that on Wednesday nights you can put it when we get up to leave. You can put your envelopes in the back. You can go to lakechurch.com. Go on there, and uh, it'll lead you right through it on the giving button. We have, oh, what I do with my card? We have the church app. And I brought a card up here because I don't use it, and I don't know that much about it, you know. I have a smartphone, I have a smart watch, and I drink smart water sometimes, but <laughs> I, I can't, <laughs> I still can't operate the gadgets, amen, so, but now the church app, you can go on there and it'll lead you right through it, and we have the text to give, which the number 
is up there. If not, it's on the seat back. It'll tell you how to use it. So we just thank you guys. So let's just pray, and we're going to hand it over to Pastor Bob's going to bring the word for us this evening. Father God, we just thank you for your blessings. We thank you for your great and mighty work that you're doing through us, for us, and in us, Lord. And we just thank you that as you bless us, that we are a blessing to expand your kingdom and your purpose. In Jesus' name, amen. Got too much stuff. Give me a second here. Thank you, Jesus. Would you stand with me? You know, this is a missions thing, but I've been... just doesn't feel like a missions thing. I don't know what to say about it. But let's just pray tonight. I need your prayer. I so let's, if you pray in the Holy Spirit, pray in the Holy Spirit. If you don't, just pray. Well, let's just enter in and, and see what God has for us tonight. Father, we just thank you tonight, Lord. I thank you for your power, for your strength. Lord, I thank you that you know what you're doing, even when we don't. Lord, I thank you for each and every one here. I thank you that you encourage, you strengthen each one of us. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Have your way. Have your way. Thank you, Jesus. You may be seated. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, I said you could be seated if you'd like. I really, I'm kind of quiet tonight. I don't know why. That's not my normal. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm usually pretty wild and crazy, but just kind of, kind of quiet before the Lord tonight. The Lord has spoken through many prophets that have come. Oops come here off and on um, about missions, spoke over several people, spoke over Leela and I, different things. And when pastor asked me to do this, I was reviewing some of it. And some of the specific words were about the Philippines. And one of them was that When you go back, this was given in 2021. And he said, when you go back to the Philippines, that 
everything that was lost would be restored. It would come full circle. Pastor Greg and I were talking one day, and he said, do you remember back in 2008 when we came back here? Him and I were sitting there talking and carrying on. And I looked at him and I said, everything will come full circle. Everything that was lost. Then last year at Arise, another word came. And it would be that I would be coming and going, coming and going, coming and going. It was several times. And sorry, um, I just didn't understand. And I know this is kind of not really the normal missions thing, but I, I feel like there's been people here that have had words spoken over them. God told us some things in 1999 that would take place in the Philippines. And we never saw it happen. And then in 2008, we pretty much felt like it was over in us. But God has restored and, and I want you to understand this. If God has spoken a word to you, Sam, if he's spoken a word over you, he'll bring it to pass. It's been 16 years. It's been 16 years for us. And I got to go back just, you know, a couple months ago. And it was such a phenomenal trip. It wasn't just about five people getting born again in the church. It wasn't about all of the people that got filled with the Holy Spirit. I mean, we don't even have a count how many new people got baptized in the Holy Spirit. Not about all the people that were healed. Yes, that's, that's important. But it's about what God did. And and here's what I I want you to see tonight for us, for missions, for you. It doesn't matter if your ministry is missions or if it's secretarial or if it's construction or if it's driving a truck or if it's chemicals or whatever it may be. When the Lord speaks something over you, Don't take it for granted. I had to put it on the back burner. I'm going to be honest with you. When those words were given to me, I was like, yeah, another word. I did. You can ask Rebecca. Her and I have had conversations about it. Because it wasn't that I didn't believe God. But I just couldn't see the forest for the trees. 
And many times when God speaks to us or gives us a word through someone else, we look at it and think, how in holy name is that going to happen? How? I am not in the position, I am not in the in the, uh, any type of way, shape, or form to do this. I'm either not physically fit or I'm not financially fit or I'm not uh, spiritually fit. But I am one of the examples that God takes the simple things of the world and confuses the wise. <laughs> because I am, I'm just, I'm just Bob. You guys know me, everybody here knows me. In the past, when we had our our missions over in the Philippines, our go-to scripture was Matthew 28, 18 through 20. Go ye therefore and preach, teach, baptize. Before this trip, which uh, DJ went with me, DJ Romero, him and I prayed and fasted and talked. And uh, we had some spiritual opposition when we got there. We had some rebellious people. And so the Lord gave me this scripture. And it's found in John chapter 21, verse 15. This is Jesus talking to Peter. When they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. He said unto him a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, tend my sheep. Verse 17, he said to him a third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Let those words resonate in you. Feed my sheep. We're here tonight because we love the Lord. Why else do you come to church? You don't come to see me. If you do, boy, that's scary. But you come to get refueled, restocked, refired, revamped so that you can go into the world and 
tend and feed and feed the sheep. He says feed them, tend them, and feed them. Think about that. When you feed them, what are you giving them? Are you giving them spiritual words? Are you giving them spiritual aspects of things that they need? Are you tending to their needs? Now, listen, that doesn't mean that you have food banks and all this kind of stuff that you take care of people. That means that you love them. It means when you see somebody hurting, you go to them, you pray for them, you love on them, you try to comfort them, you try to lift them up. And then he says, feed my sheep. Well, that's how you tend to them. You use the word of God to tend to them. I'm losing time already. Thank you, Lord. So here's a, this is us arriving at the airport in Manila. I bought bright green bags. I will never lose those bags. I didn't see another green one like it. Here's here's an interesting vehicle. That is a carabao and it is kind of a, you could call it a water buffalo, but that's on a major street and it's just walking across with a cart. And then here's some traffic in Manila. And that was an easy day. Sometimes it's right next to each other. So So that was the day that we arrived at 11 o'clock in the morning. We drove to Lucena City. At 6 o'clock, this was our first meeting. This is the praise and worship team of Lift Jesus Higher Church. Lift Jesus Higher Church is the church that we mainly went to help. They lost their pastor during the end of COVID. He passed away. He was one of my best friends. And so his wife had taken the ministry, but uh, it, it had been a hard transition. And with that, you know, uh, their finances dropped, their, their attendance dropped. They, it, was, it was difficult, and they had lost hope. So DJ and I concentrated on it because we were dealing with a lot of um, narcissistic, um, egotistic people, um, a lot of demonic activity as far as being oppressed and things like that. And so this meeting here, they were all like, DJ, how do you do praise and worship and all this? And they got up and played, and we were like, what? Why do you need instruction? They were great. But they had questions because they had been tore down so much. Before we got there, we were able to do this. I know this is a weird picture. But this is the ceiling inside the church. We were able to raise money and send it ahead of us. Before that was put up, it was just nothing but wood rafters and a steel roof. In 100 degree weather, and it's only like 
you know, 12 foot to the peak of that, it gets pretty hot in that building. So this helped. We put fans in, lights, and things. And here's the greatest one right here. That's a sound system. We were able to raise money enough to buy not only this, but we were able to buy two brand new guitars to give to this church. Many people think that the Philippines is a Christian nation. I beg to differ. It may have heard the gospel, but if you look online at Winpeka or any of those uh, online religious forums, you will find that the Philippines is 82% Catholic. You will find that 5.4 are Protestant. Now, when they say Protestant, they mean evangelical, Mormons, Presbyterian, Methodist. They just lump us all in there together and think that that's going to be a good turnout. Actually, they call us born-agains over there. That's their terminology. We're born-again people. And it is about a 1.2% of the nation of the Philippines that are born-again. 4.6% is Islam. 26 is what they call Philippine Independent Church, which this is more of your... Our earth, wind, and fire kind of people, the cults that worship idols and the wind and the water and all this and that. And then 2.3%, which is higher than the born-again believers, is a group called Inglesia de Cristo. And they are, they're a cult, okay? That's all they are. You're watching, I just called you a cult. But if when you join their church, they will come to your house, you will fill out how much you make a week or a month, and then if you don't pay your tithes, they come knocking on your door and say, pay up. And if you don't pay up, they'll take something of yours. They are a... And everybody loves them. They have so much money in the big cathedral in Manila, they literally use like snow shovels to shovel it in. People just come up to the front. They're so blinded. So why I'm sharing this with you is because it's not, we just didn't go to have a trip. When we were there in 2000, the Lord spoke through some prophets, and he told the Filipinos, not us, we didn't say it, that in the end days, the Filipino would be a mighty army going into Southeast Asia. Southeast Asia, the 1040 window. Philippines is part of the 1040 window. 
But you're talking about India, Myanmar, Cambodia, Laos, China, Japan. Filipinos are real short. They're real brown. They can eat rice. A day without rice is without life. And they can pick up on languages faster than anybody I've ever seen in my life. I knew a seven-year-old that could speak about ten different dialects. The prophecy of this, why I'm saying this, is before we went, it was about the week before we left, God brought that back to my memory. And I'm like, what's that have to do with anything, you know? I'm going to minister at this church or a couple churches, you know. And he said, no, this trip is specific that you will go and be a lighting fire to help spark the prophecies. So I went online and I, and I asked Pastor Ray, who used to be our associate, I, I worked with him on this trip, and I said, can you, uh, can you find that prophecy and send it to me so I can read it instead? Well, he didn't send me just one, he sent me four. One was Benny Hinn, one was um, Joyce Myers, and then a couple Filipinos. Every one of them said exactly the same thing. But here's the thing. The Filipinos don't know what they know. They don't realize what they have and what's at their disposal. And so we have had the opportunity. Show you a cute little picture right here. There's Bob ready to teach or preach at their graduation. They have a Bible school. Here's some of the students lined up, ready to go. It's like our school is going to have graduation next Sunday night. Here they are doing their special number. Now, there's only five graduates in this class. Two of them are pastoring churches already. You Bible school students know more than they do. Think about that. They have not had the opportunity to learn like you have. Feed my sheep. Tend my sheep. That is what the mandate is for me, for the Philippines. That's what Pastor Greg has joined with me to help me do. Why? Because these guys can reach those people. I speak Tagalog, Conte, Linalang. That means just a little. And I don't even speak it that well. But they do. 
and English is their second language, and Tagalog is about my hundredth language. The first 99 didn't work out. <laughs> But see, this, this is the thing. They've been in Bible school for two years. And they may have a congregational understanding of the word of God. Feed my sheep. So, here we go. This was a son in the faith's church, Pastor Ramon Morales. This dude has it going on. He, he's always been, he, he calls me his father in the faith. <clears throat> his church, and, I, and I'm not just what we're ministering, but you can see in the background, he's got video screens, he's got lights, he's got great sound equipment. Uh, the praise and worship team was able to raise some money and sin with me and bought him a guitar and actually two guitars, an electric and an acoustic. But this man is preaching the word and reaching the youth. And here we're doing some meetings, and these people are receiving like crazy. Here's DJ preaching. Again, their praise and worship team is phenomenal. His son and his daughter and a couple other people do it. But this, this one right here is what I want you to see. This picture right here, you see all them people on the ground? I stood there and I prayed and I spoke into the microphone. DJ was over on the far side. We would get from here to Joel and the Holy Spirit would hit them. They stayed in that position for an hour and a half. The praise leader, which I didn't get a picture of, which I thought I did, but I didn't. She was on her knees prophesying in music. Now listen, I'm not telling you this because I did anything, because I just showed up. I didn't do nothing. But God said, feed my sheep. Tend my sheep. Listen, guys, I've, I've got a lot of pictures and things, but you don't have to go on a mission trip for this to happen. Amen. That's what I want you to see tonight. Yes, this is a missions report and about missions But this can happen anywhere, anytime with you. Yeah. I, I, can I be honest with you? Can I? Are you serious? You won't get offended? You're so stinking well taught that you don't know how to act when God moves. And I'm in the same boat. I stood there. You can see, I got a puzzled look on my face. I'm just standing like, oh my gosh, what's going on? I mean, it was phenomenal. 
And I came back here and I'm thinking, what's the difference? Just the color of your skin, just the language that you speak. It's the same Holy Spirit. It's the same God. It's the same stinking anointing. It ain't stinking, but you know what I mean. It is if I get in the way. Here we go again, right here. Praise and worship team. Look at that. Oh, I thank God for our worship team. Our, our worship team has the same anointing. They have the same anointing. I don't know who has an anointing, but they have the anointing. And when they got to worshiping, there were, there were these young people. Well, I call them kids, but they were probably 25, you know, 30-year-olds. They started bouncing up and down like ping pong or a pogo stick, pogo stick. They were like this until they fell out in the spirit. Are we too holy? Man, this isn't coming out like I thought. Sorry. I'm not here to get on to you. I'm here to give a missions report, but this is... Uh, right here we're praying and prophesying during these meetings that we had we had tongues and interpretation we had words of wisdom words of knowledge prophecy go forth not just from DJ and I from the pastors that we worked with from the leaders that we were working with they got fired up And they're still fired up. This right here is a phenomenal praise report. This young lady, her name is Keisha. Keisha's pregnant. She has had one of the worst pregnancies. She's been on bed rest. She's had bleeding. She's had all of the things that you don't want when you're pregnant. She was sitting there in the very back. And while we were praying, the Lord had me call her up and I prayed over her. Right here, she is testifying about the anointing that touched her body. The bleeding dried up. Everything, her strength came back. And she's been doing great ever since that day. She's been traveling out of, she was stuck here at the church. She couldn't travel because of all the issues. And now she's making two and three hour journeys without her husband who's in Taiwan. We had another woman. She was probably, oh, I'm not going to even guess. She was an older lady, let's put it that way. Because they could look like they're 50 and be 80, you know. But Filipinos wear their age well. But she came up for prayer. 
I didn't understand what she was saying. I tried to get an interpreter. Place was going crazy. Because when you call for prayer, guess what? They all stink and come to the front. They're not like us. Well, prayer means it's time to go home. Oh, they're wrapping up the service. No, man, they just get started when you start praying. And they all flood the front, and they want your anointing. They want the anointing on you. It's not my anointing, but you know what I mean. Rebecca knows, and some of you have been in DR. They just flood. And when they come up, you're just like, what the heck do you need? I don't understand. And they're just talking to you like you understand. So I, I prayed with this lady. And I, finally an interpreter came. And I said, hey, tell her to do something she couldn't do. And she started going. She took off running. I said, what's it all about? Her knee was been jacked up for a long time. And God touched her immediately. And the pain left. And she was mobile. <clears throat> Let me find some others here. All right. So, yeah, I'm running out of time. Thank you, Lord. Right. Now, of course, I have to throw this one in. (laughs) Coffee with Bob in the Philippines. (laughs) All right. So wherever I go, if there's coffee, I'll find it. So we went to another church. Praise and worship. down on their knees, crying out before God. But it wasn't just her. I didn't get the picture, but the whole group of 60 people in that building had their hands raised, their faces on the floor, on their knees. During the ministry in Bulacan, which is north of Manila, DJ was ministering. Right there, it looks very quiet and very reserved. But at the end of this service, this is what took place. This is another son in the faith. This is Ariel Rivera. We also support him here at the church. Ariel has a church about four hours north of Manila. Ariel's like a son to me. The word the Lord had a word for him. And at the end of that word he just hugged me. 
because it encouraged him. Who am I? Who are you? We're children of God. We have the anointing of God. If God can use a donkey like me, he can use you. Here he is and giving me a hug. I had to fight back to tears, such as I'm trying to do right now. Going back to this picture right here. See the girl in the pink on the other side of her? Those are evangelical pastors that came to this seminar. They're not really the tongues and interpretation. They're not that type of ministries. Those men were so anointed and touched, they were speaking in tongues. They were laying prostate on the floor. They left and they wanted to know when we were coming back. Here's a DJ and I having some fun in between. Had to pick up the instruments, couldn't resist. But while we were playing, people were out there dancing and having fun and enjoying. There's a, I was teaching one of the seminars. While we were there, we started out with a praise and worship seminar that night on Saturday night. Sunday, we did a church service. Monday, we went and got that music equipment. Tuesday, we did the graduation. Wednesday, I did a morning and evening Bible school um, teaching. Thursday, we did five sessions, four, two in the morning, two in the afternoon, and then a, a Holy Ghost night. That was at that church where you saw people sitting on the floor. Friday, we did a day in the word seminar, what we called them. And we did two in the morning and two in the afternoon. The last session, because of the transportation, we did more of a Holy Ghost night. Um, Saturday, that was Saturday. Um, Saturday, yeah, DJ taught while I met with the pastors of the church, um, all of the different churches. Sunday, he went one church. I went to another church. We left at 5 a.m., got home at midnight. Um, All this time, we were tired, but the Lord showed up. And... In the Philippines, 
Even the dogs come to church. This is Pastor Ronald, and I don't know the dog's name, but there were about 30 leaders right there, and he was teaching them, and that dog just sat there the whole time. I was just like, you can't even get people in the States to sit there that long. <laughs> thought that'd be a cute picture. So tonight, I, I didn't... Please forgive me if I was harsh. That was not my intention. I have struggled with this all day. I mean, I got up this morning, got pictures together, like Pastor asked me, and I didn't know what I was going to say today. But I do know this. Feed my sheep. Tend my sheep. Feed my sheep. You know, we all know that the end is coming soon. We know that Jesus is going to blow that trumpet and we're all going to go. But what about, thank you for that holy trumpet. But what, what about your next door neighbor? What about that person you see at the market? Oh, you know, listen, guys, we've heard this and heard this and heard this. We are so well taught that we have become spiritually dependent fat babies. I'm trying to lose weight, okay. We go to these other countries and they are so hungry for the word of God. So hungry for what you and I get as a meal on Sundays and Wednesdays and Tuesdays and Thursdays and Mondays and whatever. They would give their eye teeth, as they say, to be able to sit and learn in in. in, Absorb what you have. But yet, what do we do with it? Those those students that graduated, they're going into different little areas of Lucena. They call them barangays. It's like a little township around the major town. And they will find an empty lot and they will do what Jesus did. They will get an acoustic guitar. They will bang on it, sing. And they will share the word of God. They're not ashamed. Again, I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but not sorry, as Wade always says. Because 
if the time really is as short as we all think it is, which I believe we are accurate, you know what's holding Jesus up from coming? I don't even have to tell you. You already know. Pastor, if you're watching, I ask your forgiveness. So, in the last few minutes I have, In this trip, I was able to reconnect with 10 churches that we lost. I was able to rekindle the friendships and the love. In fact, our old associate and his wife, Ray and Nellie, they traveled with me almost every place I went. And he interpreted for me, and she took care of me and made sure I was well-fed, unfortunately. But they, they, it was almost like we'd never left. The connections and the love. And so while we were there, well, let me, let me say this. In around 2000 one or two, the Lord told us that someone was going to give us property to build a school. Seven, 700 square meters of land has been given to Leela and I to help build a school. So in 2024, we will probably start some projects to raise money just like the Tompkins are to build a training center. It is not just a Bible school. We will have it for local pastors to attend, but the goal is to send the Filipinos as missionaries into Southeast Asia, well-equipped. And so that is the mandate that God has put on Leland and I. It comes like this. It's right next to a road. That dirt on the left side there, that's the lot. Now, What you don't understand is having a lot like this with power, with water, with a concrete road is worth a billion bucks. God has exceeded and blessed.
So, I want to encourage you tonight. One thing I've, I've realized in the Philippines when we were there was one simple thing. They came expecting. It doesn't, you've heard it, you've heard it, you've heard it. It doesn't matter if it's Jesse up here or Wade up here or Joel up here or Pastor or Kevin or Rebecca or Joe Henry or whoever. Come expecting. But not expecting of what you can get. What can you give? There's more anointing in you than you realize. I sat back and watched those things happen. I'm just like, oh my goodness. I mean, I showed up. I was a servant. I'm nobody special. I'm just a servant of God, people. You call me pastor, that's fine. I don't care. Some of them called me other things. In nice things, I mean. Wade calls me the other things. But we're all servants. Servants do what the master says. The master has told me that not only am I going back in September to the Philippines, but next year I'll be going other places too. And you know what I expect? For God to show up the same way he did on this last trip. So what are you expecting? Get up, go to work, go home, go to bed. Luke 4.18 says that the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Jesus was reading this about himself. Did you know anywhere you see Jesus reading about himself, you can put your name in there? Because you are Jesus in the flesh right now. So the spirit of the Lord is upon each and every one of you. To heal the brokenhearted. To bind up the wounds. To heal the sick. To to give sight to the blind. What do we do with it? What do we do with it? Can I have my ministers come up, please? All you good ministers, come up here for prayer. (coughs) If you have any need, don't rush out the door. Don't rush out the door. 
These men and women up here are more than equipped to pray over you because of the spirit of the Lord is upon them. If you don't want to come up here and you have a need, turn to the person next to you and say, pray for me. Stand, everybody. I invite you. You know, if I invited the Filipinos, about 90% of them would have already been down here. But I invite you. Maybe you're depressed. Maybe you're fighting depression. Maybe you're having some type of problems with other people. Maybe you have health problems, financial problems. We don't care what it is. God does. So are you going to go out of this building tonight the same way you came in? Or are you going to let freedom of the anointing of God touch you? If that's you tonight, come now. Don't wait. Listen, I know everybody here. I know what I go through. I know what God, what I need from him. You could either be free or you can walk out the same issues. It's up to you. It's up to you. Just stay here and pray for a minute before we dismiss as they're praying for people. Just pray in the spirit. Be sensitive to the Lord. Don't be fearful of what other people think. Step out. Step out. For I am here to meet the need that you have. I am here to give you comfort and rest. But you must take that first step. You must trust me. Don't trust the fear that says, I can't do this. I don't need that. Step out. Step out. Step out. 
If you're disappointed tonight in some of the words that haven't been fulfilled in your life, if you're disappointed with things that God has told you but it hasn't happened yet, come up here and we'll pray for you. Disappointment is a lie from the devil. Trust me, I know. For 15 years, I was very disappointed. Don't leave here disappointed. Leave here encouraged by the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. 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 I want to thank you tonight for allowing me to minister. I hope this encourages you but helps you in whatever it may need be need. But please, if there's something you need, please don't walk out. I beg you. I, I don't know any stronger words. I beg you not to walk out the same way you came in. With that, you're dismissed.